Hello, and thanks again for joining me for another episode of 177 Nations of Tasmania. In this episode, I'm talking with Melika about Iran and Iranian culture. Now, Iran is a country about which Australians have you know, quite a few misconceptions. And let's face it, when you hear about Iran in the media, it's usually fairly negative things. I hope in this conversation to show people that there's another side of Iran, because Iran is in fact a country with a very rich and ancient culture and contains a wide diversity of people and ways of living. And uh, I'm hoping Melika sharing her story will make people more curious and more interested in this really fascinating country and culture. So first uh, question, sort of an easy one, but maybe it's a long answer, I don't know. What brought you to Tasmania in the first place? First, let's start from why Australia, then Tasmania. From the beginning, uh, I just wanted to continue my education in PhD in Milan, but uh, because um, I have a husband, so he couldn't come to Milan regularly. So, I mean, he as a partner, he couldn't leave there. And then I decided to not get separated from each other. Anyway, but we decided to come to Australia. Then um, getting visa, it's really difficult mm-hmm. and very time consuming. So... My lawyer said I can apply for Tasmania to get the temporary visa for a nine visa. And I said, okay, let me just see what it is because I wanted to get permanent residency because it has difficulties uh, if you have for a nine visa because you are temporary, you have a temporary visa. Then I saw Tasmania and I just said, oh my God, this is the place I want to go. <laughs> it was the vast land, green land with the ocean. And I started to Google it, go mm-hmm. through the street and everywhere and said, oh my God, it's beautiful. I want to go there. But because it's a small city, my mm-hmm. husband was worried about finding job. Maybe finding job could, would be difficult. And I said, no, I just want to go there. <laughs> and Because I come from Tehran. Tehran is a massive, compact city. Mm-hmm. Compared to Tasmania, it's, it's like it's some another planet. And I really wanted to live uh, in a quiet place because I just... I was tired of living in city and rat race life. And so uh, I said, no, I really want to go to Tasmania. And he didn't want to come. So, <laughs> but I insisted. Actually, he didn't want to immigrate, to be mm-hmm. honest. Both of us had high level career back to my country. So it was a bit difficult to immigrate. But I, I made my decision. Mm-hmm. to just leave the country. So and I said, I'll go. If you want, you can come. <laughs> All right. And he So said, that sounds like a bit of an ultimatum. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. But he knew I was really serious. And mm-hmm. he said, okay, if you want, we can go. And we came to Tasmania. And it's been one, it's been almost one year I'm in Tasmania. Yeah. So what were your first impressions on arriving in Tasmania? 
it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And I'm my characteristic is like when I see something, I get excited quickly. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the ocean, trees, anything, small houses, cottage houses, I said, oh my God, it's beautiful, it's beautiful. <laughs> but after a while, I found it a bit boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then COVID happened and it made it worse. And that was my first impression because we came to Tasmania in February 2020. Maybe some people said, oh, my God, what a time to immigrate. But but you wouldn't know at that time. No, no. Uh, but if we hadn't come, we wouldn't be able to come to Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Least. Absolutely. So in part of that, we were lucky. On the other hand, we were worried about not be able finding a job here and it was it was really really i mean difficult situation yeah. we were worried about a lot because when you immigrate to other countries somehow you because you want to survive yeah yeah sometimes you have to do another job yeah i try to get not off topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you, you mean. That? You, you, you not, mean you tried to do something that was related to to your, my career. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I don't want to go and any. I mean, because I had, as I told you, I had a very good job um, back to my country, and I, I, I haven't uh, left everything behind to just, you know, give up my dreams. What were some of the challenges that you you faced at that time? After three weeks, um, Tasmania locked down and we hadn't find, found a job yet. So mm. we were so worried that uh, how long it would take. And because we had temporary visa, so government didn't help any temporary visa holder. And he, he said, if... Anyone cannot afford to spend their expenses. They can leave the country and go back to their country. And it was the worst time ever because we quit our job in, in our country. We rented our house and we, we planned to leave forever in mm-hmm. Australia. And imagine we came and then they said, okay, we cannot support you. If you want to go back, you can go back. Mm. And then when everything's get fine, you can come back again. How? How that can be happen? So we claimed before that we can afford to spend our, for pay our expenses for one year if we couldn't find job. Mm-hmm. But when COVID happened, nobody knows how, how long it would take. Yeah. So just that part was really annoying. But luckily, I could find job after one month in COVID. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah. <laughs> I was super lucky. <laughs> so t- tell us about how, how did that happen? How did you get that work? Um, oh, perhaps you should explain what you do. Um, 
I'm working as an interior designer and graduate architect because I'm, I used to be an architect, but because in Australia I'm not registered. So mm-hmm. I have to work at least one or two years to get registered. So I'm working as a graduate architect right now and interior designer. So uh, I just, I was looking for SIG website and find any job there. Actually, finding job in Tasmania, it's really, really difficult. And yeah. everybody knows that, yeah. let alone in COVID. And I just saw an advertisement very out of blue. I just called them and chased what, it, what they want, what they don't want. He was He's an amazing guy. And he started to talk to me and interview on the phone and said, uh, what time do you have? What what can, what time you can pop in? I said, anytime right now. And he really did like that. And yep. he said, okay, come on in. We can talk about that. And I went there. And um, but I was working as a sole trader because COVID situation. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows about the stability and sort of thing. So I was cooperating with him. And yeah, I just found the job right now like that and I was working there as the interior designer and assistant designer and how's that how's that sort of worked out since then and um then he uh introduced me to another firm mm-hmm. so and I started another job there I mean in that firm and also the previous one then I uh, found the architect who I'm working with right now and now I'm working with many people because I have I, I'm running my own business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm working with different firms and different okay. people. Okay, so you're kind of a bit like a sub subcontractor. Ah, uh, yes. You do work for different. Yep. On different projects. Yes, yes. Working on different projects, exactly. Yeah, and are you enjoying that so far? Um, yeah, I really like it because <laughs> it gives me flexibility of time and also choosing people. Sometimes you think you're not a stable, especially in my state at my stage and mm-hmm. but uh, I quite like it. Yeah. But my husband couldn't find job here. And we're str- struggling a lot about and he was always telling me I told you we cannot find job mm. in Tasmania. <laughs> what's what's his field? He's an IT engineer. Okay. He tried uh, for seven months, eight months, but uh, he just got two interviews, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided he got he well, went to Adelaide. Actually, he applied for some firms from Tasmania and he saw a good feedback. Mm-hmm. So he traveled there and he got seven interviews in one week. Yeah, <laughs> And um, so he got a job less than one month. Yeah. And since then, he's been working there and I'm working here and it's really, and it's really, really difficult situation. But... Because I liked Hazi <laughs> and and we have so many good friends here and I've built up many relationships in my career and all around. So he can get local gain local experience and he will come back to Tazi again. <laughs> okay. Well it does help if it's much easier to get a job if 
here if you already have a job. Yeah. And that's the challenge for new new migrants is yeah. just getting a foot in the door. Yeah. And it's really difficult, not not just for... Um, Tasmania has a very, very closed and conservative community. And they don't want strangers to get in their community. It's like that. But as soon as you just can get into yeah. very, very, um, how can I say, uh, I, get into it, Yeah, it's done. I, 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 I've been calling it, I've been telling people it's like a magic circle. It's, oh. From the outside, it seems closed closed in but once you can find it find the entrance and it's not here it's not obvious how you do it it seems it's very closed and conservative yeah. but just you you have to find a very small hole to get into <laughs> this <laughs> to this uh, magic circle yep. then it's done you can just you can meet another people and other people and yeah, yeah, build up relationships. You sort of discover a different world. Yeah. And, you know, in small cities, always are like that. I mean, they are very supportive. They are like a chain. Yeah. And they are not unbreakable, but also they are, as you said, a circle magic and <laughs> Magic circle. <laughs> Sorry about my English. People are really nice. Really, they are smiley. They are yeah. friendly, and they are really supportive. They do their best. Just help me. <laughs> have you got to know people? I mean, uh, have you got to sort of know people more socially? Um, most of them from my work and other. Uh, I've just met some some people in randomly. I went to hiking and saw them in a meetup, Facebook. And some people, because I'm living in share house right mm -hmm. now, and um, some friends from my house, and they introduced me to someone else, and yeah, kind of like that. What's your sort of family like? What's your family background? Do you have a big family? Uh, not very big family. No, mm -hmm. uh, we are a small family. They are in. They are living in Tehran. Right mm -hmm. now, and they miss me every day. Yeah. <laughs> and the one very sad thing about COVID, it's I don't know when I can see them. Yeah, it's really sad. It's yeah. it's really difficult. I mean, just it's really annoying that just this one is really annoying because you don't know you just miss them and you don't know when you can see visit them. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what do, what do your parents do or what did they do? My mom was single mom. I okay. lost my dad when I was four. Okay. So I have two other siblings, my brother and my sister, and they're artists. Okay. And um, my sister is a painter. And yeah, my mom is retired. That's it. It's so sad that... When people start to talk about Iran, they just say something similar that they say, is it like a desert? Are you traveling by camel? Mm -hmm. And they say, um, oh, we cannot believe you're Persian because I'm not wearing hijab. 
Yeah. And they said, wow, you don't speak Arabic? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And many, many questions that I think they should get educated <laughs> <laughs> by Iran now. We don't speak Arabic. Yeah. We speak Farsi. And it's different with Arabic. And Iran has a variety climate. Mm -hmm. And you can travel... Uh, you can go, for example, in a spring in Iran. We have completely a spring, three months of spring. It's not like Tasmania. <laughs> you have four seasons in one day. <laughs> but for example, if you go to uh, north of Iran, it's um, northwest, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to a ski resorts and yeah. ski there and just take a f flight and go to south of Iran and swim. And at the center of Iran, you can go to desert and yep. um, do safari things <laughs> and many other activities. And beautiful architecture that mm. you've, can, you've never seen before. And it's unbelievable, beautiful, and mind-blowing. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful country. And many people think maybe it's not, because it's just about media. I'm not saying all the news are lie, but they are exaggerating. No, it's a very, very, very safe country. If you travel, people are hospitable. It's, they are amazing. Yeah, I heard that hospitality. Yeah, hospitality was a really big part of the yeah. the culture, and you're expected to be hospitable towards strangers, even. Yeah, and they are really kind, and they, they when they see tourists, they try to make them uh, happy, and they offer them many. Even um, in some cities, they offer their house, mm -hmm. and you can stay there, and without knowing you. And they will prepare everything. And they're re really, they are re really kind and hospitable. Yeah. This is part of our college. <laughs> I, I can remember we, when we came here, we gave a lift to some Aussie friend to go hiking. And they started to pay us mm -hmm. the money and said, for petrol and sort of said no that's fine we been, we wanted to go there and that's fine and they asked if they can buy anything for so we did, and we said we just did it without any expectation period yeah. <laughs> don't worry and they said wow it's interesting so this is part of our culture people in my country are battling with many difficulties especially sanction right now yeah currently i mean the currency depreciation currency depreciation is caused many difficulties in people's life nowadays and because of that many people are moving mm -hmm. and leaving the country and somehow political stuff and which many people know <music> What was it like going to school in Iran? What what school like there? In Iran, schools are separated, mm -hmm. girls and boys, and all of us were girls in the school. Yeah. So, but at the university, now it's um, they are together. But um, I, as a generally, I'm gonna say Iran is for men's country. To be honest, that's like most of the world, really. <laughs> 
yes, in some points are really good. I mean, women have good rights that you, I mean, how can I say that? I'm out of words. But um, some kinds, uh, it's okay. Yep. But sometimes it's annoying. Mm-hmm. You feel you are rejected, but it's just another interpretation of law and religious. Let's just go back to my school <laughs> because still you want me to... Yeah, I was continue. interested to know whether, you know, in Iran... Is the school, is it kind of strict? Is it very much where, like in... in it was. Yeah. It was. At my generation, in my generation, it was. And in my sister's generation was worse than my generation. Right. Yes. And um, we just um, asked for some very stupid question that it's ridiculous for... <laughs> For example, if you say to Western girls, I mean, it had pros and cons. Yep. But I myself, I didn't have a good experience in my school, honestly. And But now they are really better. I mean, they are very, they get more open-minded. Yeah. But not in my generation. What, What was it that you didn't like? Like, for example... I had a long hair, mm-hmm. and we had to wear scarf. Mm-hmm. And um, my hair shouldn't be appeared from my scarf. I was just seven, okay. eight years old, and I didn't know anything about sort of things. And I've been asked, I'd been asked, just hide your hair and put it in your dress. And don't let it get appeared. Okay. And and sort of things. And for example, um, yeah, many, many, many stupid so lots of requests, little, little rules, little rules, and <clears throat> the, which are not important for yep. a little girl. Yeah. And so has that changed now? That yeah. Good? Oh, it's completely. Yeah, right. Completely, yes. Yes. Um definitely. It just they are yeah, they don't they don't wear a scarf at school. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean these last years, I mean 5 years, many it, many changes happened. And uh it and I think in future it's getting better and better and better. I hope so. And so when you like when you were at school, did you have any sort of plans or ambitions for the future about what you what you wanted to do in life? From the beginning, I really wanted to be an architect. Even I was okay. a child, I wanted to be an architect. I was telling my mom, I want to build houses. And because my mom always did the same. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she always we had always changed it, something. And uh, we had renovation in our house all the time and then because i was very smart (laughs) they pushed me just you are smart you i was top students at the school and they said just and go and study electronic because 
And in Iran, we have entrance exam of university, which is really difficult. Mm -hmm. State universities is really getting into, it's really difficult. And oh my God, I think this is the worst part of education in Iran. Mm -hmm. uh, because one year students just spending all the year to study and just get into and most of them they cannot and again and again they have to do it anyway and when I accepted they said oh go for go and study electronic I studied electronic and mm -hmm. I quit it mm -hmm. after three years <laughs> all right gave for three years wow <laughs> yeah because I started my job at year of the year of three third year yeah yeah then i i saw no it's not my characteristic i mean i cannot do this job anymore so i quit university i quit my job i quit everything mm -hmm. and started to study architecture what are some of the maybe cultural differences that you've noticed between what's there are probably lots, but what are maybe some of the bigger ones between um, Iran and Australia? I think, as I told you in my culture, we are very hospitable mm -hmm. and we support each other. For example, uh, if I have a problem, a man would die to solve my problem. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> And, uh, for example, if it's late at night, he would do everything, I'll be in safe. But here, if you say, okay, I'm okay, they said, okay, you are okay. Yeah. But in, in my culture, they insist you, no, it's not okay. We have, you have to be in safe. Okay. And um, the another part is because we, we have something in, means tarof, which I cannot explain <laughs> because you don't have this word. But, uh, for example, we say no, but we know deeply inside you are not saying no. Okay. <laughs> you are saying yes. And, and because of that, I said no, because you are not telling deeply the truth. So we try to insist you to just come up with it. <laughs> The exact ah. feeling yeah this is kind of but here said for example i said would you like this and they said yes but in my culture they said no thank you and said we know he wants to do that but because of that come on don't be shy you can have it we insist ah, each other okay okay, yeah. okay okay so it's kind of an unspoken thing that when someone says no they really mean yes, so you've got to ask them again. Yeah. With people from the Middle East, that it seems that having good sort of social school skills, good interactions, this is something that's really important. Is that true? Yes, yes. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> because they are, um, they are cheerful and they social, socialize easily. But some part of Iran, it's completely different. Okay. Uh, because as I told you, uh, Iran has different climate. Yeah. So climate change the people behavior a lot, also architecture. Yeah. And <laughs> so, for example, in cold weather, people are more conservative, more 
introverted, but in warm areas, they are completely different. So because Iran has different uh, weather, cold and warm areas. So especially, for example, if you go through the south of Iran, people even speak Arabic. And we have different, uh, actually, languages. And south of Iran, people speak Arabic and they are amazing. They are amazing. They are so hospitable. They are so kind. Oh, oh my God. Even, even for me, they are like they are coming from other planet. <laughs> they, they are so generous. They are unbelievably kind. And, um, and it really um, related to, it's related to weather. And for example, in north of Iran, people are completely different. I mean, they are, they are more, I don't know how can I say that, but every city has their own character. In Iran, sorry. Tehran is some, somewhere else. <laughs> Shiraz is something else. Esfahan is something else. North, south of Iran is something else. Yeah, and I guess you've got a whole lot of different types of environment in Iran. As yep. The north is quite mountainous, isn't it? Different, even different. I mean, for example, Northwest mm -hmm. has the different climate, different environment, different climate, different culture, and even language to okay. north of Iran. North of Iran, more uh, green and humid. But for example, in Northwest, it's colder, it's mm. mountain. We have deep snow there and... Even in Tehran, we have many, many good ski resorts. But yeah, difference completely. People different, environment different, architecture different. Architecture, one different from another. Yeah, because they were sustainable and they built their house like they could, for example, survive in very, very warm weather because in somehow in south of Iran, it goes above 50 degrees and some other cities minus 15. So they had to survive and they built their buildings like they could. And even you in me at the middle of the Iran, it's desert. And you if you go in summer there, and the weather is 450, if you enter the house, it's like you turn on the air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not. It's just about architecture. In the year you've been here, what, what's the best thing about living in Tasmania? Let me just tell you something. From the beginning, when I saw the photos, I said, oh my God, this is the place I want to go. This is mm -hmm. the place I want to live. And... When I came, it's not a city that you just say, oh, this is the place. Mm -hmm. But day by day, you fall in love with it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you can find how you can have fun here and how you can enjoy it, it's enjoyable. And it's, I love the nature of here. It's mm -hmm. like... Oh my God, let me tell you something. Last week, I was swimming in Taruna Beach and I saw dolphins mm -hmm, yeah. six meters away from me. I was like, I was about to drown <laughs> <laughs> because I got so excited and they were just jumped and get into the water. Where I can find 
this beautiful scene. I mean, I was in city all my life yeah. and just saw buildings, cars, pollution. And <laughs> because it's really, Tehran mm. is really polluted yeah. in winter. And now I'm just, I can go hiking and it's just 10 minutes away from my house. And then I can come back and I can swim. This is the quality of life. Yeah. Which I love it. And um, I love the nature here. It's like sometimes when I'm, I don't know, maybe you're going to interrupt me. (laughs) Better just pause this part. Because sometimes when I'm hiking, I just go and hug trees kiss them and cuddle them <laughs> so oh my god what a fascinating area <laughs> yeah. sometimes i look crazy because my friends said oh my god don't do that you 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 are at the risk of get beaten and I said i don't care i just want to hug them and kiss them oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's beautiful i was in bruni island and that was my first time i faced big open free ocean i've traveled a couple of countries but here nature is wild and Mm -hmm. raw and Mm -hmm. it was on infinite ocean and i started to cry because (laughs) it was so emotional for me and it was so beautiful i don't know how yeah it's it's beautiful you have to um be very appreciated of having this beautiful land if you were someone from iran was thinking about coming to tasmania Uh what advice would you give them what would they what do you think they would need to know they have to try a lot and they don't have to give up because um, achieving here is really difficult and it's really time-taking and you shouldn't give up on many things. If I could do that, if my friends could do that, everyone can do it, but it's very, very difficult. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole process of immigration is difficult, especially speaking in English. Mm -hmm. Still, I'm struggling. But yeah, it's really difficult because communicating is difficult Mm -hmm. and everything is difficult. Finding job is extremely difficult and uh, they have to just find friends Mm -hmm. from anywhere. I mean, build up their community and not only Persian community you have to make friends from different communities as I met you in different in Japanese community (laughs) I mean we are living in a time that communication and connection are really important Uh, there is a slang in New York that People say it doesn't matter how much money you have. It matters how many people you know. And it's totally true here. I mean, even in mainlands, even everywhere. And you have to just communicate with anybody, even with the bad English. (laughs) Try your best. It's really difficult because you cannot do it as your same language. 
and you're going to lose your self-confidence. You're just because it happens. It happens for you. But if you fall down, just get up again. That's it. <laughs> 